0: You are listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 21, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are...
1: Adam, John, and
0: Ben. We're four guys who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our Toy of the Week, is the Marauder Motorcycle with Sidecar, and our discussion topic is Collecting in the 3 and 3 quarter scale. Once again, and thank you for joining us, everyone. You are indeed listening to episode 21 of the Action Figure Blues podcast, and we are delighted to have with us for the first time as a co-host, our friend, John. How are you going, John?
2: Um, Great. How are you guys?
0: We are wonderful, and we're glad to have you here, not just doing Name That, which people should be familiar with now. Um, John, of course, is from the website tvandfilmtoys.com, and also a regular poster at the AFB Forum, and we have been keen to get him on the show for a long time now and he's gotten up very early in the american morning to do it so thank you very much for making the effort no Um, problem at all and what about the rest of us what have we been up to this week ben what about you
1: uh pretty average week for me though i did get along to see the amazing spider-man and
0: without spoilers because i haven't seen it yet did you enjoy it
1: I did. I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I wasn't sold on Mr Garfield, but uh, he did a pretty good job, and I actually thought The Lizard was pretty amazing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh,
3: pissing around with um, setting up new TV and home entertainment system from purchase last weekend. Excellent. So. Okay. Still haven't got absolutely everything sorted out because it also involves, you know, relocating stuff, buying a new media unit, putting TV on, and all of that rubbish. So, uh, but it's terrible, but
1: yeah, it is Ter- terrible the pressures that a new home entertainment system can put on you. It is, <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't it? It's awful. <laughs> you're, you're always doing something handy or renovating y or, yeah, Sorry.
3: I think we've. We've got the renovating bug this year, I think, because the next thing that we've got planned is um, redoing the bathroom. So,
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah. So
3: I might be off off air for a couple of weeks when that happens, but you never know.
0: Mm, Yeah, I've been through two of those. (laughs) They're great fun.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They sound like it, because we've got the one bathroom and one toilet, so for two weeks we're staying with my parents. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our our first renovation, we just had the one bathroom and we had to move out for a while. The second one was a bit better because we had another um, bathroom, but we ended up kind of having to ask the guy, would you please finish? Cause he just <laughs> took forever and he'd come and go, what did you actually do today? Like, <laughs> so he was a perfectionist. So good, good job in the end. Uh, John. Now, what about you? What have you been up to in your non AFB life this week?
2: uh let's see i worked on a fence i put up some outside lights uh i've had the week (laughs) off so i've been trying to avoid the heat it's been uh like 95 to 105 fahrenheit which i think is about 35 to 40 for you guys yeah yeah that's that's huge
0: huge and and is it humid where you are as well
2: it's 88 percent right now oh
0: my gosh i
1: I don't it's like an
2: oven out there
1: yeah i don't mind you you do know i was just gonna say john you do know you can move You know, I I moved
2: here, and my parents actually live south of here. I I don't know how they do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Well, of course, in Australia, we're well and truly into winter now, so I think it gets, like last night for us, it got down to about minus 5, which I think is about 22 degrees Fahrenheit. I can live with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've had a great day because um, I'm on holidays at the moment, and I often have great plans of doing major reorganizations of my display in the holidays and never do. Um, but I had a day all to myself and I got a lot done. So um, I'm feeling really excited about my display for the first time in a long time at the moment.
1: It uh, didn't happen until we see pictures.
0: Oh, they're, they're coming. They're coming. Because I've, I've done, I've, as I've been kind of talking about the last couple of weeks, I'm doing a bit of a call at the moment just to really focus on particular things and have been doing some selling and some storing away of stuff to just kind of focus on particular things and make the display a bit less cluttered so you can really see it. So it's been exciting. It's a bit like a puzzle, particularly with statues, you know, where kind of like, Oh, those go on the same shelf. Is that going to fit? Is it too heavy? But it's getting there. But yes, pictures are pictures are coming. Uh Uh, They're coming. Uh, Uh And the news is coming as well. Probably going to get here before the pictures. Uh, let's get things started with some articulated news.
2: Aliens! Yo, Hicks! Something big is in the air! Ah! It's the alien flying queen! Ah! And her gruesome gorillas! Send in the ultimate space marine, Atax, disguised in his big, bad bug suit! He sneaks in and takes him out! But the flying queen unmasks him! Ah! Send in Hicks and the heavily armored evac fighter! Send in the Marines! Blast them. Yeah! And bottle them. And it's Bye Bye Bug, each sold separately. Aliens!
0: Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to things that we're interested in and that caught our eye this week. And Ben has our first few bits of news, so over to you, Ben.
1: Thank you, Scott. A bit of an interesting week from those fine folks at Sideshow in that we've seen a couple of items come up... Very fast in the the previews and then up for order, Uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago that Sideshow's output from uh, DC has been very quiet. We saw some sneaks very early on, but very little in the way since. But in the last week, we've seen the solicitations for a Superman life-size bust and also a Poison Ivy statue, which looks to be sort of in their premium format, one-quarter scale. So we saw some early sneaks in the week, and suddenly they were all up for order on the website. So very interesting.
0: Well, I mean, to start with, it's good to know that they're listening to us. Well, was, that's, that's right. Yeah, it was actually just last week that we were saying, what are they doing with this license? Why aren't they doing anything? And then um, then you know, they, they responded even before we got to air, actually. We'd only just recorded it. So very impressive. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they're clearly listening now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hi, sideshow.
1: Yeah. Um, so what did you think of the Superman life-size bust?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> calling me over with enthusiasm
0: i i think they're creepy
1: i was a little underwhelmed at first i think it's because in my mind alex ross has given me a uh, pretty much a definitive superman look uh, so when i looked at it I, I sort of thought it looks like alex ross's version but not quite but the more i look at it It really does feel like a bit of a a homage to the original Siegel and Schuster Superman. It's got that very sort of golden age sort of classic look without being blatantly classic. Mm. Uh, It's still not my thing. Uh, I I don't generally go for the life-size busts just because of the space and obviously the cost. Um, But uh, I don't know. I can imagine there'll be one AFB Forum member that will be looking out for this one. Oh. Uh, our friend Cinegame.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he'll just make his own, won't he?
1: <laughs> well, probably. That's correct. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, I guess moving on from the life-size bust, we saw Poison Ivy, uh, who is the second figure, I assume, in the premium format DC series after the solicitation of the Joker about 20 years ago. Huh. And uh, I have to say, whew, uh, hubba hubba, um, pretty amazing looking figure. Are you... Part- are you, Pardon the pun. <laughs> are you likely to order this? Uh, I'm fence-sitting at the moment. I'm really resisting the urge because I, I quite like it, but uh, I think you summed it up on the AFB forum when you said there's, you know, you at, at this price point, you really have to love the character, and since they showed that uh, previous shot with Ivy and Batman, uh, uh, the Batman just looks astonishing. Uh, I was really, really impressed with it, and I can't wait for that one to go up, so... Don't know. I, it's one of those things where if you get the Joker and then you get Ivy and then you get Batman, then do you feel obligated to get sort of the back characters that come after, etc.? So, don't know. I will have to give some, give it some thought. I think.
2: Why would they put out Poison Ivy before Batman?
1: I, I assume they're spacing out the big guns. Uh, the Joker, sort of, I guess, is the primary Batman villain. So get that one out to get people's interest, um, get them to pull the trigger, and then they probably feel obligated to get the others in the series. And I assume if Batman comes next, we'll probably see um, a bit of a gap before we see sort of one of the other really sought after characters like Robin and Nightwing. We might get another villain like Two Face or the Penguin, even.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes it's a bit deliberate in that, you know, people are so keen to. To get something that they're likely to buy it Just to, you know, be started on it Whereas if they get Batman up front They might think, oh well, I'm done with that now Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it is a. I I have found these kind of sudden, you know we get a sneak one day, and then it's up for order the next. A bit of a surprise because, you know, their their normal pattern is quite different in terms exactly. of you know really kind of teasing things, and then you know they might be out for a week or so before they go up for pre-order. It's been kind of very sudden, so a bit of a surprise. Yeah. I, I think that Ivy is beautiful. I'm I'm not going to get it because I'm you know, I'm not gonna go down the road of the. You know, being completist with their DC stuff because it's just too expensive. Um, but I really do like that the base has got something creative that reflects the character in it because it's one of my kind of annoyances with some of their Marvel premium format stuff at the moment that they've gone to very plain, generic kind of bases. Um, and I think just for the, for the price, you know, I, I expect a bit more. Yeah. So I think that the, the base with the kind of man eating plants is really groovy and it's a fantastic looking piece.
1: Yeah, and the groovy. exclusive the <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> I would say it's, it's Did badass. I say Groovy? You did. Ah,
0: oh, hey. What was his name? Hey Chris. <laughs> groovy.
1: One thing it's interesting about this statue is the exclusive, if you order through Sideshow, the base of Poison Ivy features uh, a series of plants. Um, I don't even know what kind of plants they are, but the actually the exclusive are actually swap-out plants yeah. that actually look quite evil and have teeth. So you can yeah. pose this statue with the normal plants or the evil plants, which is actually quite interesting. But I'm actually going to go out and say that I think this will be the, um, the little statue that could. I think what will happen is when future statues Statues like Batman and Superman come out, people are going to be pretty, um, pretty thrilled with those statues and they're going to actually want to go back and collect the missing ones. And mm-hmm. I think Ivy, Ivy's one that will actually um, go up. But anyway, speaking of Sideshow Ladies, they also solicited the Sideshow Premium Format Scarlet Witch statue.
0: Yeah, and here's another one that just suddenly was bang, it's up for order.
1: Mm, that's yeah, right. I mean,
0: unless I missed something, I had no idea this was coming.
1: I had no idea. I hadn't seen a work in progress. Every now and then I'd check out those videos that Sight Show put up on their site just where you can see yeah. what sorts of things they're currently working on. Yeah. And no, and I don't know. I didn't know about the vision either.
0: No, I think that the, um, the vision, you know, the first kind of glimpse that we got of that was in the promo pics for her, and I think that that was the first that you know, we'd heard about that. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. I yeah.
0: wasn't, I have actually ended up ordering this. I was not wild about so, Sometimes they're the, the photos that they pick to promote these things are not the best photos. Um, and the, the first photo I thought, looked at and thought, it's awkward. I don't really like it. But um, I actually looked at the uh, 360 on the sideshow site. Um, they often have a, you know, like a view where you can move it around and see it from all angles. And when I looked at that, I really was quite taken with it. And because this is – like that, the female Marvel characters in premium format is something that I'm kind of focusing on, I've decided to go for this, even though I do have the Comiquette, um which I think is fantastic. Um, but I just kind of thought uh, – I think if I'm on the fence about these sideshow things, I'm better off pre-ordering it because the premium formats, once they're sold out, just are – ridiculously hard and expensive to try and find so
1: yeah i'm still fan sitting on this one as well as something just about that face that i'm not quite sold on i'll give them a bit of credit for just trying something a bit different yep. with the design have, but... have you looked at the 360 i haven't no ha- have
0: a look because that is what really convinced me when you i think a couple of the angles of the photo are a bit awkward but when you kind of can spin it around and see oh yeah i could pose it like that and i like it like that um yeah. Yeah. John, are you a what? statue person at all?
2: No, I have like two. <laughs> okay, well, <yeah. laughs> what what's in her hand? Cuz that just looks like I, that's probably what threw me off on that first picture cuz Which one's the
0: like her hex um yeah. power thing?
2: Yeah, that
1: just looks like a
2: plastic bag
1: or something in her hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. Yes, and it's actually the exclusive. If you buy the regular version, she just has a hand.
0: Yeah, that is the exclusive. It's the swap out. You know, which I, I I might have liked to another head for this one because I think that you know there's a different kind of hairstyle, a bit like the Bowen one. Where to me, Scarlet Witch has a kind of iconic sort of hair style that neither of these really capture but yeah the swap out thing so she does you can get a regular hand but that's her hex power it is a bit weird um but see this is what i'm talking about where yeah it's just a a, an avengers base and not you know if you go back to some of the earlier female prim well not just female but the female formats you know she hulk's got a she's holding a parking meter and black cats on a you know has robbing a safe and and there's something that kind of reflects the character and some of these like you know spider woman that's coming and this one just that plain avengers base i think is a bit of a a a cop-out for for the price where it's not just a you know i'm not just i'm spending you know i could buy two bowens almost for that like
1: yeah. yeah. Quick question about the cape: Is that a material cape with the internal wire, so you can move it around and pose it how you like? It looks like it to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I just think the way they've done it in the picture, it actually looks very good. Yeah, I, it does. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. it does.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm, could be an expensive weekend.
0: It could be. <laughs> well, uh, don't forget to click through on the AFB forum links if you decide to order it, so that you can help out the site and um, pay your salary.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: (laughs) Okay, Adam, you've got a couple of bits of news for us.
3: I do. Um, So what with SDCC being just around the corner, um, one of the things that's been announced is the next Toys R Us exclusive um, box set of Hasbro three-and-three-quarter Marvel stuff, which is an X-Factor set. Um, So it's all the original X-Factor team. So you get Cyclops and Jean Grey and Warren, Worthington and Iceman, and you also get Apocalypse and you also get Mr. Sinister. The pity of it is that all but one of these figures is, in essence, a repaint. Um, And the only new figure really is Warren, and he looks like he's pretty much just the um, modern Havoc with a repaint and some wings tacked on him. Mm. And Iceman gets a belt tacked on, so, you know, that's a big thrill too. (laughs) Um, I don't so understand
0: why there's Mr. Sinister and not Beast.
1: Yeah. I have Too no hard. idea. Too hard to do.
3: Yeah, I guess. Well, no, because they've got an astonishing Beast is as one of the upcoming lines, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but isn't Beast wasn't actually Blue Beast. He was still human.
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well, in that case, and he's just an oversized male bar. Yeah. But surely they've got something they can use for that, like you just take a Colossus or something, fill in the grooves and then make his head a bit different and they'd be able to do it cheaply surely
0: that That seems like that would have been easy to
1: me that already sounds like too much work
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this is a this is a toys r us exclusive is it or is it a
3: a, it is okay it's going to be a toys r us exclusive it starts off as a they're releasing it at san diego for 50 bucks us Uh, so So get ready to fire up your ebay okay Um, The other thing that I noticed was that they've finally released shots. It's scheduled, I think, for August of um, the Marvel Spider-Man. I think it's meant to be an Ultimate Spider-Man set um, of Lego. Uh, So you get Doc Ock, who looks like Harry Potter. um, You get (laughs) Spider-Man and you get Iron Fist. As well as some, I don't know, Doc Ock laboratory-looking thing. As a bit of a thing to build in a playset so you don't just get mini figs. I-, I thought uh, that was the Batcave. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, I don't know, weird science place to me. but Weird science uh, place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, realistically, I think what most people would be after there would be either a Spider-Man because they missed the... Um, the Spider-Man movie sets, or it'd be an Iron Fist. I don't
1: think anyone wants that Doc Ock, because he looks god- god-awful. It does look very odd, doesn't it? It's, the yeah. hair is just wrong.
0: Yeah, if I saw that in isolation, I would have no idea what that was meant to be. Yeah. It would never occur to me that, oh,
1: that's Doc Ock. Yeah. The thing is, it doesn't look like classic Doc Ock, but it doesn't no. look anything like that weird modern Doc Ock that we've had. So,
3: And it doesn't look like the ultimate Spider-Man Doc Ock. It so, looks like
1: mm- Harry Potter, yeah. So, is this just an extension of the Lego Marvel Universe? It's not tying in with anything. It's just like the DC stuff they're bringing out at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think it's just an extension of the Marvel Universe Lego stuff that they're doing.
1: Okay. So it's based on that famous storyline where Doc Ock kidnaps Iron Fist and experiments on him, and Spidey has to rescue him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: what yeah. issue was that? Pen.
1: Uh, that was the Miraculous Spider-Man issue 136. (laughs) (laughs) Shang-Chi was unavailable. That's correct. (laughs) There is no way that Shang-Chi would have allowed himself to get into that position in the first place.
0: Well, wait a minute. Are you saying that Shang-Chi's better than Iron Fist? Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, 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 Splutter... Splatter? <laughs> what? Oh, dude.
3: shang uh, has, what? like, nowhere near the color <laughs> abilities of Brain Fist, so what are you talking oh,
1: about? Oh, rubbish.
3: What and you're just looking like, at someone who wears a tiara, so what, clearly... What part, is... of,
1: what part of master are you not coping with?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say. I
1: don't even know what
0: to say to that. Um, John, help us out here. You've got some news as well. Yes, I do.
2: Um, you guys have all been talking about uh, Sideshow stuff for so long that, like, now I have to go over and, like, look. And um, <laughs> they've been doing a lot of uh, G.I. Joe figures, and, and the the Twitter community is pretty, pretty tight-knit for G.I. Joe. And um, they were kind of excited about seeing this one come out. This is uh, Sideshow's going to put out Baroness, which everybody will remember as being, you know, all dressed in black leather and glasses looking, you know. A woman in black leather and glasses should. Uh, so th- this is th- this figure is going to be uh, out at uh, SDCC, and um, it, the the little teaser pick looks pretty good. Um, they actually sculpted actually the Cobra logo. You know, they they sculpted that Cobra logo and didn't just paint it on. So that that's kind of nice. And she's got the body armor, and um, they've really went out of their way to make these figures look realistic but kind of stay true to the you know the gi joe world so it's, it's been kind of nice and uh that figure looks like it could be be a, a you know a widely received
1: one for sure yeah
0: it's pretty impressive very impressive
1: and yeah. i think the baroness uh, premium format statue they did a few months ago was absolutely outstanding so if they bring that level of detail to this figure i think they've got a win
2: oh yeah yeah I, I don't think there'll be any doubt that. I don't expect her not to sell out, that's for sure. You are tempted? I'm tempted, but I uh, Mrs. Nerd sitting behind me, so I, I, I will say that I will pass.
0: <laughs> hi, Mrs. Nerd. <laughs> the, the boys say hi. <laughs> we love audience participation. <laughs> and you've got some Star Trek and Transformers news as well. Yeah, they um,
2: they announced that uh, they're going to be doing Creo sets for Star Trek. Well, they've already done them for Transformers, but they're going to be doing Star Trek as well. And um, it looks like they're going to be showing some of that at SDCC as well. Uh, the first picture they put up was the Enterprise, and you know I, I'm just not sure that the Enterprise is one of those vehicles that really translates to building block toys so real I, well. I have but to say, I don't know um, what
0: Creo is. Is that like what's Creo?
2: You know, it's it's Hasbro's oh, okay. Legos, oh, yeah. and they 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 kind of tried to steal that Lego, and they they've got minifigures for the Transformers as well. So I don't know if um, you know the the Star Trek ones are going to come with minifigures. Mm-hmm. I assume they will, but um, you know we haven't seen any of those yet. I'm sure we'll see more as as the week goes on, but. Um, It's kind of interesting because Creo is Hasbro-owned, so I don't know if this means for the new film they'll be, uh, you know, doing the action figures for them or or not.
0: Adam or Ben, Mm. do you know if we get Creo in Australia?
1: Okay. We We do. do. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting because uh, it's an interesting uh, attempt to take on Lego, and I was standing looking at it today, and on the one hand, Lego have got the license to the Avengers, yet – uh, Hasbro is producing Creo for Battleship.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So that was an outstanding choice of <laughs> license. Well, but but because Hasbro owns
2: both Battleship and GI Joe, yeah. you know they'd rather keep that in their own line. Where where I'm sure that the the building block license for Marvel is controlled by Marvel. So that's that's probably True. what the difference is there.
3: I don't know about that though, because Mega Bloks still have their I think. It's, mega blocks still have a marvel license as well, as well
2: yeah, as like- and it, it, it's weird because like uh, um, even the halo stuff is you know kind of in that weird they've got other people doing little mini figures of it so hmm. I, I don't know you know it's it's kind of strange it's just so incestuous
0: <laughs> well there you go you learn something new every day I know what creo is now um, my one bit of news is uh, I guess an unconfirmed rumour really until SDCC Um, but at this stage Entertainment Earth has up pre-orders for what may be the new DC 6-inch retail lines. Um, One which is a case called Batman Unlimited and the other called DC Unlimited. Um, They have these up as 7-inch action figures but uh, Entertainment Earth always put up the DC Universe Classics at 7-inch as well so I'm not getting too alarmed over that. But what they're telling us is that DC Unlimited Wave 1 will include Superman New 52, Flash New 52, and Hawkman New 52, and that Batman Unlimited Wave 1 will include Batgirl New 52 Penguin Classic Comic, which I reckon will probably end up being the Superpowers version that we've seen, and uh, Batman New 52 Redeco. So we, we will wait and see uh, because sometimes these companies do jump the gun on these pre-orders based on rumor and uh, it turns out not to be correct Um, but I I think in probably a week and a bit time we will know for sure.
1: Yeah I'm not sold on this I think this is just a a blatant retail line there's nothing collector friendly about this at all.
0: No no well I mean certainly you know what, what we've been told with all the changes was They kept saying, you know, collectors are going to be happy, it's going to be a collector-friendly retail line, but, you know, if this is it, then unless you are wanting new 52 designs, there's not much collector-friendly about it.
1: Well, for me, as a DC Universe Classics collector, I don't want another Batman or Superman figure ever. (laughs) Uh, I I think from the the, the 12 of each that we've got so far, I'm sure I can pick one that I really like to put on my shelf with my JLA display. You know, it's like, get your shit together and give me my weather wizard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs)
2: like that's gonna happen
0: yes well it'll be interesting to see i mean we i'm i'm i have kind of written this off in my head to be honest like i just don't i'll be highly surprised um and and happily but highly surprised if they come across with something exciting um at san diego i feel like um you know and and they've they've said again that the whether or not Club Infinite Earth goes ahead for 2013 will depend again on sales and that they'll have a meter like they did last year etc so um, yeah it'll be very interesting to see what happens mm, okay well indeed. we've covered a lot of ground there for articulated news We'll be right back with a very special live installment of the next uh, round of the AFB podcast game name that hi, my name is hi, my name is hi, my name is hi. My name is
1: uh, My name is what? My name is. Uh, my name is, uh, my name is uh, what? Excuse my name me. Is, my name is. Can I have the attention
0: my name of the class is, uh, my name for one second? Well, each week on the podcast, we have our friend John give us the next installment of the audio version of Name That. This is a special version because we get to hear it live, so we're very excited. And I think before we hear the answer to last week's, we should. Um, see whether or not anyone has a guess so does anybody we've been so clueless with this that we stopped trying to guess but we'll guess for john anyone have any idea
1: i do i think because john was actually going to be on the show i felt like i just had to absolutely get it and so i spent about 14 hours on google trying to find it and i believe it is the ultimate electronic captain america that is correct. We've got our first winner.
0: Yay! Wow, I'm so surprised.
1: Yeah, so will my boss be.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: well. I, I I almost made this easier on you because the, the first time I recorded it for last week, I pressed the button in the middle of his chest and he went... This is Captain America here <laughs> I, I was like, "Well, I can't use that, <laughs> so um but you didn't get it quite that easy, but uh i'll I'll go over to the 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 forum after this, and I'll award you a point and, and you can you can cherish that yeah
0: hey, good job good thank job, you kid. okay now do we get we get a new clue
2: we We get a new clue this week, and um I've got another item here, and it's right in front of me, and if I can figure out how to turn it on. Hang on one second. It sounds like... Whoa. What? What? Do do, do you
0: need it one more time? Yes, I'm (laughs) just going to take my headphones off there. It's a bit loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Go for it.
2: Okay, one more time. Now as always I, I think this one's kind of easy so you know um I feel I'll like leave I just it to you guys
0: some sort of like post hypnotic command or something <laughs> I'm worried that well, it turn into a chicken or yeah.
2: well, we'll see about that later maybe maybe a dog and and you'll start barking
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Nice, nice
0: <laughs> Awesome, well thank you John If you have any guesses for that Please come over to the Action Figure Blues forum And there's a thread that you can guess at And of course you can always visit John at tvandfilmtoys.com Thanks John, we will be right back With our Toy of the Week You can
1: make them fly or jump Or crash or wall Superhero action figures over 7 inches tall
0: Each sold separately
1: Superman, Batman incredible
0: hulk you can make them do their thing even make spider-man slide down the street lots of action for one and all action figures over seven inches tall
2: these superhero action figures each sold separately batman superman incredible hulk and spider-man each sold separately by mego
0: now it's time for one of our feature segments toy of the week Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. And this week, John has the Toy of the Week. So over to you, John.
2: All right. Uh, So this week, um, I'm taking a look at the Marauder motorcycle and sidecar. Um, I know that you guys are are craving some G.I. Joe information, and uh, (laughs) this is is put out by a company uh, called Marauder, and they do third-party... Um, accessories for three and three quarter inch figures, which I figured was appropriate for this week's topic, uh, discussion topic as well. Um, they make a lot of guns, pistols, rifles. Uh, I've been doing some reviews off and on for the past few weeks um, on Wednesday of some of their items, and they have some really nice stuff um, overall. But a while back, they had had this motorcycle and sidecar up for order, and when I went to go order it, it was gone, and then it finally came back up. So I, I went ahead and, and grabbed it while I could. And it's not the most detailed piece. Um, if you look at it on their site, I think it's about $6. It, it has some little engine detail on the side of the motorcycle. Um, you know, it's molded all in a green. It, it It's not as nice, say, a motorcycle as the, the Indiana Jones German Uh, troop motorcycle, but it does have the sidecar, which if you look at uh, one of the pictures I I sent along, um, is probably the whole reason I got this was Mm. um, Mm. since uh, Indiana Jones came out, the Indiana Jones line, they had the motorcycle with the German on it. I'd always wanted the Indy and, you know, senior, junior on the motorcycle sidecar which is the whole reason I bought this thing, because you you could if you actually have the German motorcycle, it has points where you can see they were going to add a sidecar to it. But because the line ended, they never did. Hmm. Uh-huh. So I really wanted to complete that look to have Indy and his father on the motorcycle. So that's the whole reason I ordered this.
0: Oh, good. Okay, so when you say Indy Senior Junior, you're talking about Sean Connery, not Shia LaMouffe.
2: Oh, uh, correct. Because okay.
0: I was about to say, I'm sorry, if you own a Sheila LaBooth action figure, I don't know that we can have you on the show. Um,
2: so... <laughs> what What if I own two?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I think that might mean we can't have you on the show twice.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah, well, that was a short segment. Wasn't oh. It? <laughs> the piece is kind
2: of cool because it, it comes with uh, you know a machine gun mounted to it which which I don't have on it in all of the pictures um, you know it, it's scaled for for GI Joe figures which is which is kind of nice you know if you want to do that um, I even took a picture of captain America on the motorcycle just in case you know you want that world war two that's that's the thing about this is it really has that world War two military look to it you know it's it's uh, olive drab green it, it, it doesn't look overly detailed the the bike's real basic you know it's not like a a, a chopper style bike with some kind of fancy sidecar it, it really has that basic military look to it which 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 is kind of nice you know and um you don't always get but for for six dollars you know I, I really can't say enough about it because
0: i was just thinking it, that like for six dollars that is a uh, you know amazing it doesn't look like much kind of from the first photo when you see it on the site but when you look at your photos and all the different things that you've been able to do with it it is a a really clever um thing for six bucks
1: yeah i mean that's a great price
2: yeah in 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 all other stuff's you know really reasonably priced their their rifles are you know $0.50 Fifty cents to to two dollars, and you know their pistols are in the somewhere fifty to dollar range. So, uh, and they they always do um, like if you order from them, they always send you an extra gun too. as kind of like a gift for ordering. So, like I've made two or three orders, and they've sent me two or three different guns extra on top of what my order was. Wow so, so yeah. you know, yeah, I mean they're just a little company, but they're they're out there putting out these items i mean it's it's something we don't see in the three and three quarter world where you have these third parties putting out um you know extra accessories and bits that you know you can add onto a display or a figure and, and really finish them out.
0: do they ship overseas
2: i don't know for 100%, but I would assume that they would. There might be a little upcharge for that, but... um, Mm,
0: Never assume that. Never assume that.
2: I I, I assume they're small enough, they probably would.
1: So, for an item like this, John, do these guys uh, sculpt the item completely? They don't sort of buy old, out of print molds or anything like that?
2: I'm guessing they sculpt it completely, although this motorcycle, I'm kind of wondering... If this was maybe in a different line or in some kind of European or or Chinese line, but their their weapons, like if you look at the gun that's on this motorcycle compared to the motorcycle itself, it probably yeah. has more detail. And I, I think most of their weapons they probably sculpt, you know, themselves because they're like the the Desert Eagle pistol. It looks like a Desert Eagle pistol. It mm,
1: does. You know, it's got that triangle barrel and yeah.
2: Yeah in their AK-47s, look like AK-47s. You know, hmm. they've even got some some other stuff. They've got uh, the Robocop pistol, you know, the, the they've got Han Solo and Stormtrooper rifles, and uh, they've got some different movie items as well. Some of them from Alien, too, so it's kind of nice.
0: Oh, cool. Um, just FYI, it does look like, in fact, they do ship overseas. Well, there you go. <laughs> Important to know.
1: Indeed,
0: this is clever because I'm not good at like you know displaying creatively is not my strength, and I wouldn't think of stuff like this. But you know, it makes a huge difference to um, just you know how creatively you can display your figures. So it's a great kind of thing to know. But I don't tend to think about third party stuff, so it's a, a clever thing to be made aware
3: of.
2: Yeah, you know, for especially for like the GI Joe collectors where they may want to build up an entire squad or a unit you know if they really want all their weapons to look the same Hmm. you know you could go out and buy the same rifle or the the same pistol and and arm them all the same you know and and that really makes a difference the Han Solo pistol is really nice too I have that for one of my Luke figures and uh, you know the detail is just a little bit better than Hasbro and it just really adds that little bit of realism when you have them on display.
0: You wonder how they can, I'm just looking at their website, and I mean, a lot of their items are very cheap, and you kind of wonder how they can actually make a profit.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because I haven't talked to this guy. I know some people that know him online. Um, I, I'm hoping maybe someday to get to talk to him, mm-hmm. but uh, they they they've, they've had some struggles, I know. They just put out their last series of weapons, and... Um, they had some struggles because they're, they made modular weapons and they weren't fitting together, right? Where you can buy like a basic rifle and then add uh, a scope that maybe, you know, a night scope, or you can add a flashlight underneath the rifle or, or, or whatever. And, and they had these little pegs you swap in and out and the, the pegs weren't fitting together. Right. So, um, hmm, a and shame. Not, yeah. yeah, and they finally got it right. And so, uh. They start shipping, and some of that stuff's really neat because I have one of the uh, AKM type rifles from that series, and they, they the little uh, holographic scopes you can actually they actually have a hole in them so you can look through them. You know, it's oh. just just kind of kind of crazy stuff.
1: When you buy, I notice there's a lot of online sellers, particularly in China, that that sell uh, GI Joe and Star Wars figures quite cheap, sort of out of the back of factories and things. They they don't generally come with weapons, do they? I think
2: it all depends. You just have to be careful. I, I know some yeah. people that do that. I, I, I'm a, a peg buyer. If if I don't see it on the pegs, typically I won't buy it. Um, but I know some people that buy from China. And, you know, if, if you didn't get a weapon with it, this would be a way to kind of fill
1: in that yeah. gap. That's what I was just thinking, certainly in the way of army building. If you went and bought sort of 15, 20 figures to, to army build, then Marauder would certainly be your, uh, your best option to arm them up.
2: Or if, you know, you were at a Comic-Con and going through a, a $2 bin, you know, buying mm-hmm. loose figures, you, you, could, you could do the same sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, John, thank you very much for that. I think we've not just got a good picture of that particular toy, but also about a great option for um, display and diorama stuff for three and three-quarter figures. So very appropriate for our theme tonight. And you've done a fantastic job with your first toy of the week.
1: Well oh, done. Thank you very much. But we need a writing.
0: Oh, yes, what uh, you Dolly rating.
1: Is it out of
2: 10 or is it out, out of 5? Um, I'd go 9.
0: I'd go 9.
2: Mm-hmm. Very nice.
0: So what? what's the minus
2: 1.4? Just detail. I, I think there could be just a little more detail. One thing that I, I don't have in any of the pictures because I'm not going to use it on my display is in the back of the sidecar. There's an antenna that snaps in, and I'm afraid that once I snap it in, I will be able to get it out. Okay. Uh, so, okay. so there's an antenna as well I, I thought I'd better mention that
0: Good <laughs> on you Well if that wraps up our toy of the week When we come back we'll be talking about the new items That we've added to our collections
2: The name is Max I'm a skater blader One slice for me and see you later Chester is my name and I like food I Like to squeeze bad guys from my wrestling mood Her. My name is Angus. Gus to
0: my pals. I'll make anything into an arsenal. Cornelius is my name's Samarize my thing. Fight like the warriors. Sing like the king. They call
2: me Cliff but I like to climb. Put the
1: drop on bad dudes anytime. We're the stone protectors. Our stones of power glow.
0: We're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And Adam, we're going to start with you. What have you got to report?
3: I've got yet another one of these fantastic Revoltech Evangelion action figures. I won't go and list off the five trillion word name for it this time. (laughs) Uh, Suffice it to say, this one's um, Unit 4. I think they've got two Unit 4s. So just to clarify, this is the one that was, I think, an exclusive on um, the Revoltech website. So it's the one that was... Initially never appeared in the EVA series, and then, you know, it was always meant to be silver from all the descriptions, so it was easy to knock it out of saying it, it looks exactly like Unit 3, but it's silver. Uh-huh. Uh, and then because it's, you know, a a, um, a website exclusive, which is no longer available from the website, you get the pleasure of paying through the nose on eBay.
1: <laughs> uh, Jeez.
3: In this case, it cost me 120 bucks Australian. But <laughs> had free shipping. So that was okay. okay. Oh, a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, it's a really good figure. Um, it's as posable as the rest of these figures are. Although I've found a difficulty with this one is it's hard to make an Evangelion unit look like it's throwing a javelin. And this one only came with, I think, six alternate pairs of hands. So, you know, it's it's not quite up there with the Unit 3 what? one that I did the other week. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Yeah. Scanners. Huh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's your that's your swag for this week.
3: That's my whole swag for the week.
0: Okay, Mister Ben, what about you?
1: Very quiet week for me. I just picked up the Marvel Select thing. Uh, I don't generally get Marvel Select, but those some of the oversized figures are just too good to pass up. Mm. So even the thing's probably a little bit large for Marvel Legends, but he just looks so damn cool. I had to get one.
3: It is a great figure. It is. is. Yeah, makes an awesome bookend as well. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Weighs <laughs> enough; you can use it as a bookend. It's great.
1: There is an awful lot of plastic in one of these figures.
3: Mm, mm. They're heavy.
1: Mm. Looking forward to the rhino.
0: Looking forward to rhino for sure. I, I would yes. like to think that they might come back and do at least Human Torch, or I mean, I think Mister Fantastic would make a great Marvel Select figure because they could do a lot with it. So, you know, it's. A, I know that they're not really about team completion and that sort of thing, but um, it's great to have him anyway.
2: They need yeah. to do a rogue to go with my gambit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that is a... Rogue is a, a very underdone figure in action figure yeah. stakes. So, I mean, I, w- I would love to I, see... I
1: have him. to agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I need a Marvel Select rogue to not go with my gambit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Marvel Select gambit is actually a very good figure. It really is. Yeah, he's-
2: He's pretty nice. He's he's can, above can my we, desk right
1: now. He takes a tumble every couple of I'd, days. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to insert some um, some crickets chirping when you just said that, Scott. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what were you trying to say while well, Ben was so rudely interrupting you, John?
2: <laughs> Nothing. Uh, my uh, gambit. He uh he falls off the shelf above my desk and you know scares the crap out of whoever is nearby when it happens.
0: Well, so it's like a, an attack gambit. <laughs>
1: yeah kind mm. of yeah uh, i'd like to think it more of as he wakes up every morning and goes oh my god i'm gambit and throws himself off the shelf <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry john that's okay I can, that, I can that was for it. big raj <laughs> <laughs> poor gambit
0: okay uh john besides a suicidal gambit what did you get this week um
2: I was over I have a local little collectible toy shop here in in Fort Wayne um called Intergalactic Toys. I got to give them a shout out cuz I was over there yesterday and uh, they just have a ton of stuff and it's like overload. They've got everything from like the the Kai Arts type stuff to old carded figures, new, used, everything. And wow. they've got me addicted to Android vinyl figures um and so I had to pick up a couple of those yesterday. And what normally happens with those is I bring them home, and Mrs. Nerd sees them, and she goes mine, and then they go on her desk. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that, that started with the the first one I got was the the cupcake one. Well, actually, I have I have a plain one on my desk at work, and then the first one of these kind of designer ones um, was the cupcake one, and she saw that and really
0: liked How, it. How big so. are they?
2: Um, about f- four inches, maybe three, okay. four inches. Yeah. So they got little movable arms, and their heads move. So they're, they're kind of nice, and, um, you know, they're just nifty. They're I, I don't really do a lot of the designer vinyl-type stuff, but, nifty. but these guys are pretty cool.
0: <laughs> oh, dear, I don't know if our listeners that don't like Groovy will approve of nifty. <laughs> I think keen. they th- keen. No, I think it's a great <laughs> word. I think it's a great word. I think you should call them nifty. I'm just saying that, you know, we might get hate mail. <laughs> no.
2: I, you uh, know, no. I, I'm a guest. I'm, I'm allowed to say whatever I That's want. That's
0: right. That's right. We can blame it when we say, oh, yeah, he was a guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have time to do the full induction with him about allowed words and unallowed words. <laughs> Is that all of your purchases this week, John?
2: Yeah, pretty much, unless... Sh- you, you count all the hardware stuff I bought this week, but
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually got a couple of things this week. I, we, we mentioned on the show last week that our sponsor popculture.com, pop had a sale and uh, it ended up being extended a little bit because they had um, some website issues. So they extended the sale and I have been eyeing off, but never pulled the trigger on the sideshow women of Marvel storm comicette, um, which is a Mohawk storm version. Uh, But it was such a good price from Pop Culture, plus they do free shipping for items, uh, purchases over $100 in Australia. So it made it too irresistible to um, buy, and I'm really glad I did because it is actually a very lovely piece. Um, Bowen has got a website-exclusive Mohawk Storm coming out shortly, but it's a website-exclusive. I didn't order it from... Um, statue marvels because I wasn't 100% sold on the pose. Um, and I'm glad I've got this one now.
1: So, very good. How does she fit in with some of the other girls from Sideshow?
0: Um, she's done in a set with, uh, Invisible Woman, who I do have, and then Savage She Hulk, who I don't have. She is that those are a tiny, tiny bit bigger than the Adam Hughes ones, um, but fit really well with, um, the Mark Newman
1: ones. So, ah, so the Psylocke sitting on yep. the yeah, and, yep, the, yep. Okay. and
0: Scarlet Witch. Um, so yeah, they fit really well um, together. I've got her with Scarlet Witch and Sue Storm, and she looks fantastic with them. Um, but she next to the Adam Hughes Rogue, she looks a little bit big.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, but that's okay. It's, it's it's groovy. It's a bit of a different, yeah, you know, different kind of take. And it's um, I'm only going to have obviously one statue version of Mohawk Storm. And I think I'm happier that I chose this than the Bowen one because I've got the Bowen Museum Storm. They just bought out the regular version, and I really Mm -hmm. like that. So all fair and love and war. Um, I also got the Arkham Asylum Killer Croc figure from DC Collectibles, and that is huge. It's it's like bigger than oh a,
1: yes yes it is big yeah. Yeah, it's
0: bigger than a DC Universe Classics builder figure like big big Um mm. so I haven't got him out of the box yet but I'll do that next week and do a review I think um, and then finally I got the um, this, which isn't figures but I got the All Star Squadron Showcase Volume Number One which I just had to mention because I'm so excited that it got printed yay. yay. <gasps> You know, that's one of the big, I think one of the big casualties of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths way back when was all the great Earth 2 stuff that Roy Thomas was doing um, with both All-Star Squadron and Infinity Inc. And I really miss those All-Star Squadron stories. So to have them reprinted finally is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. If no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the Twi universe. What is this, bizarre world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be the unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing up the penalty this week is Ben, so over to you, Ben.
1: Thank you, Scott. This one was uh, one that came to all of our attention, but it was also suggested to us by a Twitter follower by the name of Soundwave810. And this week's red card goes to something that DC Collectibles has revealed for a, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive this year, and that is a new three-and-three-quarter line that appears for, for all intents and purposes to be a convention-exclusive line. And we're still trying to understand exactly what that means. But the first uh, figures we've seen from this are an action figure two-pack of Kyle Rayner and Kilowog, Green Lanterns. And they're certainly very good-looking figures, very nicely sculpted. It looks to be some increased articulation in what you'd normally see. But we're still stuck on this whole exclusive convention exclusive line. It's, uh, it's very unusual. I don't know. Guys, does, is that what it sounds like to you? Well,
0: that's what the press release says. That it is a a new scale that will be available only at conventions. Yeah, that's bizarre. Keep an eye out for other three and three quarter figure exclusives from DC Collectibles at future conventions. Which, to me, it's utterly bizarre at a time when they are ramping up their website and starting to sell things direct. Yeah. Why? Why not offer these on their website? I, it that makes absolutely no sense to me because I mean, I I would, you know, they, they look more articulated than infinite heroes. Um, and which was the big failing of that line. Um, and you know, they, they look very nicely sculpted and I would definitely be happy to, you know, order them. So why, why they would make it so exclusive and unattainable? I have no idea.
1: It's interesting, we speculated when DC Collectibles did their big reboot that there was the possibility that they may be selling some items directly from their website and cutting out those third-party comic book stores, et cetera, and I don't know, but... It's very rare for a convention exclusive to be sold at a convention but then to never be seen again. Every year we see convention exclusives at San Diego go up and there's lots of talk about them, and within a matter of weeks they're for sale from their various websites, sometimes slightly altered, but uh, we only have to look at the the Hasbro, Galactus, and then last year, of course, the the Sentinel. Um, They didn't come out in the exact same format but eventually they did come out and were available at sort of retail stores. So I wonder if these items will actually be eventually available through the DC Collectibles website.
3: Yeah, it's just weird. Like, what, why would you do that? Why would you – we know that, you know, Mattel have all their issues about we don't like to put out too much, And but why would you deliberately go and start a line and only make it available at conventions unless you're using it as, I don't know, some kind of test bed to see if people actually want it or not?
1: Yeah. it's very strange. Um, the first thing that came to mind for me was just how many major conventions are there that they could sell these at. I mean, obviously there's San Diego, there's Toy Fair, there's New York, there's a couple of wizard cons, uh maybe the um the was it C two E two up in, in Canada? Um C two E is in Chicago. Oh yeah, sorry. What's the big Canadian <laughs> one called? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know.
0: <laughs> not C two E two, obviously. No, yeah, it's apparently. not C two
1: E two. See, I'm learning stuff this episode. It's great oh. having John on. <laughs> <laughs> the cultural exchange. That's right. But, I mean, how many major conventions uh, would actually be worthwhile venues that that just get those sheer numbers that could make it uh, a viable option?
0: I don't, yeah, I don't
1: know.
0: And how many of them will be outside of the USA? None.
1: Well, that's exactly right. So,
0: you know, why... Why you would do that when to me, you know, because I just look at that and automatically go, okay, well, I am not going to pay any attention to that line because I'm not going to get caught into paying scalper prices for it, which is the only way I'll ever be able to get it. So, you know, to me, it gives the line a very limited, you know, kind of life because a lot of people, I don't know, people are stupid and they probably will pay for it, but <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't. They shouldn't
1: certainly unless it generates discussion and then uh, DC collectibles can make one of those great announcements where they say, due to overwhelming demand, we've decided to open these up to our website for, you know, international customers. And then they'll look like such good people for doing that. So Mm. I I wonder
2: if they're just being cautious because of the way the green lantern line went over, you know, and Mm. they're like, well, maybe they don't want to do a a three and three quarter line, but now these aren't, Available at a DC booth either, according to the little news blurb there at Graffiti Designs booth.
0: Yeah, Graffiti always distributes the um, DC Direct uh, exclusives at Mm. at San Diego. Um, So I don't know why. (laughs) And I don't know why I know that either.
1: but I assume, I assume that it's it's some kind of partnership-type yeah. situation, yeah. yeah. But anyway, look, this one has left us absolutely scratching our heads. It'll be very interesting to see what information comes out of San Diego about this, just in that clarification, because I'm sure people are going to be asking questions. But in the meantime, DC Collectibles, you score our red card of the week.
0: Thank you very much, Ben, for handing out that well-deserved fail, and we'll be right back with our discussion.
1: Thunder, 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 Introducing the evil mutant warriors. Ratero. Soldierman. Groon the Destroyer. Battle against Lion O and the new Thundercat allies. Hachiman. Snowman. Tuska Warrior. The battle is on for the Sword of Omens. Thunder, 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 thunder. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF.
0: Our discussion topic tonight is collecting in the three and three-quarter scale, and we're going to be celebrating the history of 3.75-inch action figures and the joy of collecting and displaying them. Some collectors call them Shrinky Dinks and consider them too small to be considered real action figures, but many other collectors love this scale and have collections devoted to them. Whether they're your cup of tea or not, there's no arguing that three and three quarter figures are great for universe building, that lines in this scale often reach a much higher number of characters than larger scales. They're also easy to store and create countless opportunities for creative display or diorama work. So to start us off, guys, I'm going to ask each of you what the first three-and-three-corner line was that made a big impression on you. And, John, how about you go first?
2: Star Wars, absolutely, because I was about six or seven when the first line came out, and, you know, that was kind of like the just the right age to kind of hit that, and, uh, you know, it kind of took off from there. So, I mean, it was just the right time, the right, the right property and everything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's a... I think probably a pretty standard answer for guys of our vintage. Um, Yep. Adam, what about you? You're a little bit younger than us.
3: Yep. So I got a couple of Star Wars figures, and then I think the Voltron actual, the the humanoids in Voltron were about three and three quarters, and I got into that in a bit, uh, a bit when I was a kid. Um, And then, of course, one that I've gone absolutely nuts with is is the um, Marvel Universe, Hathor 1.
0: Okay. Ben, you're not as much of a three and three quarter collector now but um any collecting of that in your past
1: oh yeah Uh, much the same as john star wars was pretty much it for me it was not only the first three and three quarter line that i collected but it was also the very first toy line i collected so yeah it still holds pretty special memories
0: Mm. Uh, while i was nuts about star wars i think just you know in answering that question in terms of impact i would have to say superpowers because that was um, one that it wasn't bought for me. It was one that I kind of saved my own money for and planned and, you know, really looked forward to and, uh, was, um, you know, made a big impact on me as I developed my love of those characters in the comics as well. So, you know, for me, I would, I would have to give superpowers that, that credit. So. So for John and Adam, who are probably you know two, are two of our bigger three and three quarter collectors, what is it that draws you to collecting in this scale?
2: You know, I, I think Eric's on the forum who also does a brilliant job writing for TV and film toys. I have to put that out there. Um, <laughs> uh, he said it on the on the forum the other day that you know it, the diversity and also you know we can get vehicles in that scale. Um, yeah. That that's a big draw for me because you know, what's the sense of not being able to have a diorama or a playset or, or anything else, you know, if you've got these, these action figures, um, it's kind of nice to be able to have something to go with them, not just, you know, a, a glass mm. shelf to what put about them about on.
3: What about you, Adam? I just like the, just the sheer number of them that you can get, like you get a lot more diverse selection. I think in a short period of time, I think a couple of people have said that around the place on the, the forums and whatnot. And, they don't take up a lot of space. But the other thing is that when you start combining them with some of the, the characters that ought to be a larger scale from a, say, a six inch figure line, so you could easily just grab a, a six inch, for example, Apocalypse and go, okay, look, six inch Apocalypse, yeah, you know, that guy gets massive next to the X Men. So that, that's now in scale. It's easy to, mm-hmm. I think, match with some of the, the huge characters. Um, the vehicles, when you get them, yep, they're awesome. Um, and the other thing is that they hmm. just don't cost as much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, now they cost the Earth to, for the Marvel Universe, but, you know, compare that to what a um, six-inch Marvel Legends figure costs. Yeah, and that, off you that go. is
0: absolutely fair enough. Um, you know, for me, it is that universe-building aspect of it that really – Appeals to me. Um, I'm not big on accessories, vehicles, etc. I don't display action figures at the moment, um, just statues, but I still, uh, you know, three and three quarter figures are easy to collect easy to store particularly um you know for mine that i do collect now that i found a really good storage solution which is just some converted fishing tackle boxes that are clear where i can see them and still look at them and organize them i I love that kind of sense of being able to build up a um a universe and the sheer volume of characters that you get when the lines are successful can really you know six inch lines can usually not compete with that just because they never run as long so that's that's a big draw card for me um ben you're you're not as a collector of this scale at the moment are you uh
1: no and not for any particular reason uh when marvel universe first came out i was quite interested because marvel legends had obviously uh, gone into hibernation at that stage so i started getting into marvel universe and i was quite lucky that i at the time, had a, a supplier that I could just buy entire sets from quite cheap. They did free posties, et cetera. So every wave that came out, I just bought them in their entirety. And, of course, quite quickly, we started to get repeat characters. And so I started to lose a bit of interest. And I got to a bit of a crossroads when I was deciding whether or not to go ahead with them. And it just so happened, one of the AFB Forum members uh, was also getting into them and uh, I just happened to mention that I was interested in selling mine and he pretty much bought everything off me in one go and since then I've, I've sort of ummed and about getting back into the Marvel Universe figures but to be honest I don't really have anywhere to display them so at this particular stage if I did start collecting them again, they'd be sort of going straight into the, you know, the plastic dumping for mm, some time down so, the line. So for the
0: rest of us, what are the three and three quarter lines that you um, are collecting now? So John, what are you currently collecting in this scale?
2: Currently, probably um, G.I. Joe mainly. Uh, some Star Wars, you know, but I'm, I'm more pick and choose kind of on the other lines. Like, like I picked up a Batman from the new line. Um, I picked up you know, a Star Wars figure recently, and just more pick and choose. But the the GI Joe ones I seem to be be picking more than than okay. you know choosing not and to. Adam, what about
3: so. you? Um, Marvel universe and anything that fits in with that. So you know, if there's an Avengers figure of someone that I think is worth getting, um, I think the only Avengers one so far I've seen that's worth getting is the Scroll, um, or you know, the various armors of Iron Man from okay. Iron Man Two.
0: And Stop I am that. collecting Marvel Universe um, and I am finishing, I guess, collecting Justice League Unlimited because that is finishing. But I have um, collected that line all the way through as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so in terms of other three and three quarter lines that you have collected in the past, John, um, w- where else have you collected in this scale?
2: a little of everything i have uh, a couple of migo figures um i've got star trek i've got some black hole um, just all sorts of of movie and you know tv related stuff uh the probably the one that that i really wish had continued on was um I guess you have that coming up as a question, but the the Hellboy line w- was just fantastic, and it, and it was only you know, three four, four figures, and I really wish that had went on because th- those figures were outstanding. I can't recommend one that line enough. I, th-
0: you know, I think when you look kind of historically at this line, you know, if you go back to the 70s and 80s at one point, any, you, you could find three and three-quarter figures for any kind of movie property or television show, you know, Dukes of Hazzard or M.A.S.H. or… You have the the you have the Dukes of Hazzard ones. I have ones. those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've got the car. So, I think it was pretty much the, the standard scale for many many years. The, I mean, when you think about you know almost um, all sort of TV and movie properties, so right through to the the nineties, were all in that scale.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of the appeal of it. You know, if I can if I can put a, a Hellboy on my shelf and then have you know him next to Indiana Jones. You know, w- with some artifact in between them, fighting off uh, Nazi soldiers. Yeah, it, it's it, it's appealing to look at because they can fit together, and you mm. can put these these different you know different properties together in a way that that most of them are fairly detailed enough to where they'll fit and work with one another.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm almost thinking of a modern day Defenders of the Earth. So, you know, you, you give Mandrake the arse and, you know, put in Hellboy instead. And...
0: <laughs> yes. I, mean, I think once upon a time there were, um, you know, kind of companies that just pumped out these, you know, licensed figures and it was all pretty standard in terms of same sort of, you know, card and bubble things, you know, just the um, five points of articulation if you were lucky and fairly. You know, sloppily painted, but you you know you got not just the science fiction and superhero side of things, but just your you know basic TV show kinds of things like you know Mego did Love Boat, which talked about we talked about the other week, and you know those sort of things that you would Mm. certainly never see action figures for today. And I think that that all really was a follow on from the Star Wars phenomenon.
2: Yeah. And they they weren't afraid to put out like a single figure either like the 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 Knight Rider or the the Magnum PI, you know, they'd put out a single figure, you know, figure in a car and that'd be the whole the whole thing and and they'd just put well, it out absolutely. there. And that was and, and obviously
0: they were a lot cheaper. But I mean, I remember that it used to be able to there used to be kind of racks of them much like the kind of spinner rack that you would, you know, buy comics off of in in the the toy store or the drug store, or whatever, there'd be kind of a rack of um, of that, that those three and three quarter license figures. And I remember things like Black Hole, which was really a disturbing film to make children's toys of, but that's a different story (laughs) my father has never forgiven me for having to take me out of that movie um because i i got too scared (laughs) it's true (laughs) um so so what what would be the ultimate three and three-quarter line to you john it's like choosing between Um, your children i know but
2: yeah i'd yeah i I, the the GI Joe stuff right now is just, you know, been top notch, um, and that's probably, you know, as close as it came. I, one thing I would love to see is is like a rebirth of uh, the Fisher Price Adventure people, though. I, I still would love to see those day to day, you know, like a detailed, you know, figure where you could go. Oh, my dad's a firefighter. Here's this relatively inexpensive firefighter figure that you could just mm. buy and it would have accessories with it or, you know, a construction worker, or yeah. Yeah. TV cameraman. That's, that's the problem I have with even like the, the Marvel figures is, you know, half the Marvel universe is, is putting the public <laughs> in danger and, and then having Captain America go out and, you know, save them. It, it, it doesn't make any sense civilians. that there's no, no civilians at all. There's nobody for him to save.
0: <laughs> well, just yeah. buy her and repaint her lots of different ways.
1: <laughs> but, but that also lends itself to the opportunity for some pretty amazing vehicles that would fit in with other lines too. So that they would, you could have your fire engine and that sort of thing, and your rescue vehicles and your rescue gear that would fit in well with G.I. Joe. Yeah, and and we have a few
2: of those lines at Toys R Us, but. You know, I, I don't think they're as, as well popularized they not, as, as they um, probably yeah, could looked, be. We but, looked at a third-party you
0: know, um, product in Toy of the Week. Are there any third-party companies that make those sort of figures?
2: They they have some generic figures, like I said, at Toys R Us, but they they mostly come in big sets. It's not like you can buy a single-carded firefighter or a single-carded <laughs> policeman, you know. It, it, and that's what I think they're missing. You know, it's either soldiers or, or that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've certainly seen those here in Australia. Uh, In Toys R Us recently, I was walking around a a different area uh, where the sort of scientific-type figures are, and when I say scientific figures, things like where you, you know, the old bug catcher and those kinds of gadgets, and they've got a series out where, very similar to G.I. Joe, but it's just, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it features like a scuba diver and a shark and things like that.
0: So if you if you want your Marvel Universe characters mm. to be in danger, yeah. um, sea creatures, and then yeah, no problem.
3: Oh, absolutely!
0: What's the ultimate three and three quarter line for you?
3: You know what I reckon would be? No, really no, I'm talking great, about actual would ones. Would be not like a like, yeah, at the like or in, at in my, industry. At the moment, I would say. I really do think of the Marvel Universe. Having a think about it, though, I think the best. Three three quarter line that we've ever had would be mask. Mask was awesome. You got you know, <laughs> the vehicle and the figure. I think I don't think you could buy a single carded figure. You had to buy the vehicle plus the figure. But those those toys were just fantastic. There was hours of fun. You know, making the the truck turn into a rocket launcher or the plane thing that turned into a chopper. And there was the bike that turned into a chopper. And there was the car <laughs> that had the gold wing doors that turned into a jet car. And, that was just fantastic. Like, a, mm. you just don't get anything like that nowadays.
0: I, what about you, Ben? What, what would you call the ultimate?
1: Ah oh, well, I am still a, a vintage Star Wars person, but there was one line that I got quite addicted to early on. There's a company called Blue Box International who are very well known for their 12-inch figures, but they started to make a line of three-and-three-quarter military figures And I came across those in Sydney and started to pick them up. And they had SWAT teams and things that came with very articulated um, figures. They had very, very accurate accessories. But uh, a couple of subsequent visits to Sydney later, and I actually found they were making vehicles. But in a a very, very rare uh, step for a toy company, they were actually in scale. So I can remember standing there looking at this M1A1 Abrams main battle tank that was in scale with these figures and it was enormous Um, and it was also very, very expensive. And uh, I quickly ran home and sold all my figures (laughs) to my buddy Nick and I've never looked at them since.
0: (laughs) Well, that's one way to downsize your collection. (laughs) Um, For me, I would have to give that title to Justice League Unlimited because I think that the as much as it pains me to... Pat Mattel on the back Um, you know, they they really (laughs) you could not fault them for the effort that they put into trying to cover every character that appeared in that show. And you know, I mean, there were distribution problems and, you know, a bit frustrating in terms of the number of um, Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman that you had to buy to get figures in three packs, etc. But I, I really think that um <clears throat> you know, it's, it's something that most action figure lines end with, with a sense that they're not complete, you know, you, like they, that they didn't fulfill their promise or you, you yeah. know, missed that character or this character, but, you know, they, they got right down to, you know, the, the final characters that appeared in the show and you have what you could really consider to be a complete set. And I think, you know, that they have kept going with it You know, past the point where it was probably profitable to them, um, because of a sense of commitment to that. So, um, because to me, it's all about universe building to be able to look at that and feel like, you know what, I've got a complete set of this. Is, you know, is, I mean, superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, there was a tie in comic and they covered all the characters that, um, appeared in that, but it was just such a tiny slice of the DC universe. And, you know, there were, you know, some characters that, would have really made it feel more like a, a complete set. So for me, it's got to be Justice League Unlimited. I think. What about fails or weird? You know, is there a, what, what? What are the three and three quarter lines that have disappointed you the most? Anybody?
1: Batman, um, the newest Batman line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tragic. It's like I, Mattel didn't even try.
2: I, I, you know, that, that's the thing for me. I, I don't collect a lot of superhero figures. I have a few Iron Man sucked me in because I'd put an Iron Man figure on my desk, you know, to review mm-hmm. and I'd be playing with it all the time. But, <laughs> but that Batman figure, I put it on my desk. There's just nothing you can do with it. You know? Yeah.
1: It, it's just, it's, it's kind of static and it, it's really sad to be honest. But it's also cheap and nasty. Like it just doesn't look sleek. Yeah yeah.
3: There's a lot of the cheap and nasty Avengers Figures that they did in about that In about a three three quarter scale Like the packing looking at the shield helicarrier There's a packing of cap that looks like he can turn his head and move his arms and legs Up and down but no articulation Even at the knees and the elbows mm. and, and that That's
2: the thing that they're going forward With all the, the G.I. Joe Drivers for the movie line um, Where I apparently Don't have <laughs> knees and, and elbows
0: yeah, what what other James. fails can you think of? Hmm, DC Infinite Crisis Infinite, wasn't the uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Mattel's um, yeah, that's the one. approach to the three and three quarter line for the DC license has just been poor. You know, it um because of the lack of articulation. The you know Infinite Heroes actually mm. got a lot of characters in in its life, but. You know, and I, I started collecting it, but when because Marvel Universe came out at the same timing, you just put a Marvel Universe figure next to an Infinite Heroes figure and think, well, why am I paying the same price for something that only has five points of articulation? You know, like it just was a, a fail. And they, yeah. you know, they really, I think, screwed the pooch with the Green Lantern line by carrying that same, you know, premise of of just no articulation into a a movie figure line like it was Mm -hmm. and they've done that with batman as well i just do not understand yeah
2: i I just i i don't understand when they see the popular how mattel when they see the popularity of the the marvel universe figures how they can sit back and go okay we're going to put out a figure that's half as detailed or it's you know very comic book looking so that you know it doesn't look right standing next to a Marvel Universe figure, which is very detailed and very articulated. I, I just – I don't mm. understand that logic.
0: We did get some yeah. really good feedback mm. on this both from the forums and from Facebook. Um Dennis on Facebook said, I love the fact that you can squeeze so much into the scale. If you're thinking of building dioramas, three and three quarter is really the way to go because there's so much more stuff available. Granted, superheroes don't benefit from a lot of the perks, accessories, playsets, and vehicles. Very true. So characters like Punisher can really mooch some of the choice stuff off of G.I. Joe. This was very good. <laughs> what other good comments yeah. did you see up there?
1: Ah, there was quite a few, actually, wasn't there? I think um, Reese O'Brien said that the modern G.I. Joe, um, and I have to agree, G.I. Joe is the one that continually has me borderline. Uh, You know, I love military-type stuff, and so I've always said that if G.I. Joe went to six-inch scale, I'd be in immediately. Uh, I live vicariously through my buddy Nick, a.k.a. Tyrock, and, and of course, seeing what... um, Eric's and, and Eng put up every week. Um, I, I just think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of, I think, you know, lots of similar comments just in terms of the ability to display them and um, the the vehicles and accessories as well is obviously a big um, uh, draw card for people, isn't it? So yeah so what lines um yeah b- before we get on to wish listy ones we we talked a little bit John mentioned a you know a line you'd like to see come back um you know what what lines out there that aren't finished that you would love to see continued
2: mainly that hellboy line for me I without having an abe uh, that that line's just not finished I mean that one figure probably would have satisfied people but Uh, those Hellboy Mm. figures were just fantastic Mm. for that scale.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Anthony, AKA Jack Knight, one of the AFB forum members has commented a number of times about the treatment of Mm. Indiana Jones and that Mm. they've failed to finish the line and had to release sort of exclusive box sets through San Diego to sort of get the last few figures out. And it seems like it's been a bit of a tardy effort. Those last (laughs) few figures don't (laughs) exist in my mind. (laughs) And yes, when they, When they did release them, they were atrocious. They were awful-looking figures. One of mine
0: that I really enjoyed collecting was the Batman Brave and the Bold line. Um, You know, they were quirky because they had little, you know, kind of some weird attachments and shapes in them, but they captured the the style of the um, animated series so well. And they started off very strong doing characters besides Batman, but... um, you know, gave that up pretty quickly and a number, you know, there were a number of, um, characters that were mooted that never made it into the line and they never did any, they never did a female figure either. Um, so, you know, that's one to me that I would love to see Mm -hmm. get a, um, a revival. Any others you can think of?
3: They were doing a Dragon Ball Z line, I think around the time that they made the God awful live action movie. Um, I think it was kinda of tidy, I don't know if that ever finished, but we could have done, you know, wave after wave of that, as we've seen repeatedly from I think the likes of Bandai and whoever okay. that do other lines.
0: And yeah. what about the wish lists? What what are yeah. the three and three quarter figures that have never been made that you would like to see?
1: Well, for me personally, there's I guess, properties that we just haven't seen in action figure form of any kind. So uh, I'd be prepared to take them in any scale. I mean, we we mentioned uh, Gatchaman or Battle of the Planets on a fairly regular basis. And uh, if I didn't get a, a six-inch line, I'd be more than happy with a three-and-three-quarter line. You know, there's there's not enough figures there to create endless sort of waves and variants. So I'd be indefinitely for something like that. Um I was looking at some Toy Story figures the other day too, and while I sort of haven't got the space to display, you know, the whole cast in in sort of six-inch form, um, if I could get actually a a nice articulate or sort of articulated set of all the characters, I'd pick those Mm. up too. Other
0: ideas? (laughs) Marvel versus Capcom. Where have I heard that before? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh, that's fun.
2: Kind of going with Kind of going with what Ben was saying, I'd love to see a Despicable line, uh, Despicable Me line of minions in that scale. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> with different accessories. I'd buy, like, every one
1: of them because that would just be yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's so many sort of disappointing uh, lines from animated series. Like, the Mega Megamind figures were extremely disappointing. So, to see a, a more articulated uh line even if it meant shrinking them down to three and three quarter that's something that would get my attention yeah
0: i'm just thinking about despicable me i'm i'm still surprised that they didn't do more licensing with those minions because they are so cute i'm hoping for the second movie
2: i'm really hoping they say okay this is it yes they are
0: very cool yep very cool you have you, – Well, see, I've added riches. to the show already. I, that's right. uh <laughs> Took the whole show, You've but – um, A comment from Twitter, Soundwave, <laughs> said, I love collecting three and three-quarter figs because they're small. So when you live in a New York apartment, you have space for them. Put, put them in your pocket and go.
1: Yeah, and we also had uh, some interesting feedback um, or a comment from David Chen on Facebook, when he mentioned that he got into collecting or got back into collecting thanks to Marvel Universe. But he's getting a bit burnt out, so he's uh, now into the various modern GI Joe lines now, and picks up the old vintage Joe from time to time. <laughs> Sounds like he's gone yes. from <laughs> from the frying pan into the fire with that one. Yeah, I,
0: I I quite like the Marvel Universe stuff because it isn't the output isn't overwhelming um you know so that you can kind of budget for it and it's not like something like taking on gi joe or star wars to me just seems absolutely insurmountable
3: yeah marvel universe then seems to go in fits and starts because there was a period like towards the end of last year where it was just you know wave 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 and then we got like six months and almost nothing
0: okay well any other three and three quarter comments before we wrap this up i think we've done a pretty good job of covering the bases there
2: July 3rd of next year for Despicable uh, the
0: Me 2. Oh, there you go. Awesome. awesome. So you got
2: about a year to wait.
0: Well, good on you, everybody. <laughs> that wraps up our discussion topic, and we'll come back in a moment to wrap things up ah traveler welcome to the promenade humble quark at your service behold star trek deep space nine action figures commander benjamin Sisko. he helps me run the station and security chief
2: odo very strict and sneaky
0: for someone so honest here's lieutenant dax and chief o'brien and major kira Nerys. i happen to know she's crazy about me wonderful aren't they especially this one so handsome pains me to part with it but if you pay me now ah security what a pleasant surprise before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you might just hear it read right out. Now, this bit of feedback actually came from Facebook, and Adam, you have that tonight, so over to you.
3: Thanks, Scott. So our feedback comes from Andy Bentley. Uh, he says, that volcano is very tough. Never saw it at retail. Had to pay three figures for the three-pack with her. Hope you oh, eventually sure. obtain her. Yeah. Someone also mentioned Gleek. Have you seen the glut of questionable Gleeks on eBay? Apparently he's very accurate, but the arms are connected inside as one piece. Also, Earthworm Jim says groovy.
0: <laughs> Yay, Earthworm Jim. Thanks for sticking up for us, Jim. Um, now, that, that feedback's in relation to our Holy Grails discussion last week. So, yeah, Volcana is that. I don't own a Volcana in my Justice League Unlimited collection. I'm not prepared to pay the ridiculous eBay prices for a three and three quarter figure. I'm sorry. Um, Mm. But yeah, I have actually heard about this Gleek that apparently there's somebody out there that is doing Gleek knockoffs. Yes. So buyer beware. Um,
2: Sounds like monkey business to me.
0: (laughs) Good grief. Who invited you? (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm waking up. I've got uh, half the can of Mountain Dew in me now. so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, um, I came across these, uh, I, the gleeks on eBay a little while ago, and they were selling them for, like, you could buy them in packs of five or something. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. hold on, that doesn't sound, <laughs> that does not sound right. Um, but yes, apparently they are, um, realistic looking, but not as durable and not as well painted, um, Knock off, so do be careful if you're out there buying gleeks. Although, you know, if it looks like a gleek,
1: and it smells like a gleek,
0: the... I'm
3: not going to taste a the gleek.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> then it must be a gleek. I'll just finish it.
1: But seriously, though, if you are a DC Universe Classics collector and you don't want to pay insane amounts for you know the exclusive just to get that figure, um, then you know it's actually not a bad way to go.
0: Well, that's right. I mean, you know. It is a. Uh... I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Really? Yeah, what?
2: you know, I was reading an article at work la uh, not this the week before last, and it was talking about about knockoffs, and they were talking about golf clubs and and other stuff in China. They'll they'll basically just take a mold, run it down the street, run off a whole bunch of them, and then take that mold back once it's made. So, you yep. know, it, you may be looking at something like that where it it may be the actual mold, just maybe not run as with tighter quality on it. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. You can kind of tell, I'm just looking at one on eBay now. I think in it, you can kind of tell it looks a little bit, not quite right, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want a Gleek and uh, you don't want to have, have to exchange one of your children or organs for it, then
1: yeah. exactly
0: <laughs> might be the way to go. Well, we do enjoy getting your comments on what we do and what we don't do. And, the words that we say that you don't like and all that stuff. So if you do uh, want to send us some feedback, please um, either you can comment at Facebook or Twitter or um, at the AFB blog, or you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and we would love to read your comments out. And with that, we are at the end of episode number 21. Um, we are in the legal drinking age in most Western countries now, which is very exciting. Um, And, uh, we hope that you've enjoyed listening. You can download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or by subscribing at iTunes. If you do go to iTunes, please take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Big Bad Toy Store, and popculture.com who help keep the site running. When we're not podcasting, blogging, or doing other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find all of us at the Action Figure Blues Forum at afbforum.com, where Ben posts at Fish Milkshake, as Fish Milkshake, Adam posts as Westie, John posts as Engineer Nerd, and I post at Scotty. And you can also find John at tvandfilmtoys.com. Sure. <laughs> we'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future toys of the week discussion topics our red card this week was suggested by a listener so email us podcast at actionfigureblues.com or you can join the afb forum and tell us all about it there and finally you can also follow action figure blues on twitter at af blues and like the a action figure blues page on facebook at facebook.com slash action blues and with that we are done john it was great to have you with us Oh, it was awesome to be here. Thank you very much for um, helping us out and also for getting up so early for us. We really appreciate it. And um, Adam and Ben, it was tolerable to have you here as well.
1: It's (laughs) always a pleasure to be tolerable.
0: (laughs) Yes, it would be a pleasure if you were actually tolerable. (laughs) We can dream. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. Good night, Argentina, and see you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Everybody. Yeah. Is is it the ultimate electronic Captain America? Uh, yes, it is. Hoo ha! What? I am the greatest. I am the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> the, one with, the one with the light up shield.
0: Woo-hoo. Oh, you just spoiled it. <laughs>
1: That's why I thought I'd better <laughs> sneak it in before. Well, just...
0: well, why didn't you say that? Why, why didn't you save it for, for the, the
1: bit? Oh, because I wasn't sure you were actually going to throw to any guesses because we didn't last time.
0: Well, John's here.
1: Well, act surprised. <laughs> I, I will act
0: surprised. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. All right. <laughs> Acting surprised in five, four, Three Surprise! <laughs> I was waiting for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, finally, I could have been a bit more clued in. I could have gone, surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Ben's going to go first for news. Then Adam, then John, then me. we ready?
1: We are. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. <coughs> are we really ready? You're right, Adam. Oh. You've finished oh. clearing your throat.
3: <laughs> that me, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just like it was you that changed the script. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm.
3: <That was>
0: just
3: <laughs> I'm about it. You know, the red-headed child of the family now.
1: <laughs> I had just about enough of that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell you what, you put one picture of a guy in his pajamas in the Enhanced Podcast and it all goes through his head. <laughs>
2: <sighs> so when I say it, how do you guys hear it?
0: Say what? Badass. Badass. Yeah. Badass. That's,
1: that, that's not the standard in American pronunciation.
0: It's... Huh. But- Poor Adam, he's ever going to leave that badass down.
3: No, never. It's
0: become part of the lexicon of the show. Badass. <laughs> badass.
1: Caramel water. Caramel.
0: I don't say caramel, so that's just a completely irrelevant. <laughs> sure. Go listen to some sure. Is that,
1: does that mean you're certain? Because you're sure. I, I, pfft, I don't know. <laughs> you're sure about them? I I still think that this would go a lot smoother if we had the ability to zap each other like that episode of The Simpsons.
2: (laughs) Ow! Ow! No, no, it wouldn't.
0: (laughs) More
3: satisfying, maybe.
0: A lot more satisfying. (laughs) It's very hard
1: to focus after all of that. Damn it, can we get some professionals?
0: But we'll miss you, Ben.